News 24 says British American Tobacco has asked for the government to ratify the World Health Organization illicit trade protocol in order to eradicate illicit cigarettes that have flooded the market. I think we're seeing the evidence of some of that today still. Now, BATSA owned the lion's share of the market prior to the lockdown, as you may well know. That has shifted, right? Manufacturers associated with the Fair Trade Independent Tobacco Association appear to have increased their market share. And that's some of the research that has come out of UCT during this lockdown. So we thought we should ask former SARS executive and author of Tobacco Wars if government has shot itself in the foot by having the tobacco ban in place during the lockdown, ensuring that illicit cigarettes thrived, or did it simply create room for local manufacturers to take up the market share? Johan van Lochenberg joins me now. Good afternoon, Johan, and thank you very much for your time on Afternoon Drive this evening. Uh, So I must ask you, first of all, you've seen this appeal that British American Tobacco has made to the government for it to ratify the WHO trade protocol. What do you think is, is its reason for wanting that uh, the protocol ratified? Well, it's, it's not clear from the statement that I've read um, why exactly they, they seek uh, government to ratify it uh, one day after the lifting of the ban. Considering that government uh, signed that protocol I think uh, South Africa was one of the first countries in 2013, 2014 to sign it. It's just a matter of uh, ratifying it, which requires, um, I think, some some detailed planning and um, implementation at, at, at national and international level. Um, <clears throat> so precisely why exactly BAP decided to announce that today, I couldn't say. Uh, it's just um, it's not clear to me. The issue around market share during the, the lockdown period, well, theoretically, nobody should have any market share um, unless they're referring to illicit sales. And that's not quite market share, is it? No. That, that's no. something else. Yes, yes. So theoretically, during lockdown, there ought to not have been uh, any any market share whatsoever. Uh, but but um, we know we know that in reality something has actually shifted, right? We know that there, there's uh, the research tells us anyway, despite Fita's denials, uh, that uh, that there seems to have been far more of a shift on the part of smokers who are buying illegal cigarettes uh, to sourcing them from Fita-associated brands. Yes, um, look, I mean there, there was the historical, uh, let's call it, um, knocking of heads between the local manufacturers and the multinationals, which I think predominantly was BAP, because they're the only um, multinational with a manufacturing plant in South Africa. So that was that was the history. Um, they they operated under a banner known as the Tobacco Institute of Southern Africa, which came and went. I think it it, it was there for many many years as the spokes, uh, the, the mouthpiece of Big Tobacco, and it quietly shut down in December. But I, I guess the fascinating thing for me is that, in essence, the, the latest statement calls for the implementation of the protocols, and then it specifically makes reference to the ratification of the, the protocols in respect of the track and trace system. But I just had a look now on the internet, and I think in September last year, um, BAT was very critical of what government had in, in store and in plan for 
the implementation of a track and trace system. So it's, you know, it seems they've changed their mind. Uh, tell me, reason, and they're not explaining why. Right. <laughs> tell me, are, are FITA-associated manufacturers largely local manufacturers in the country? They are only local manufacturers. Oh. They, I think right. they comprise eighty percent of their membership are South African manufacturers. So many people are going to wonder, listening to this conversation, is it such a bad thing that the protocol is not ratified and that South Africans have uh, opted for local brands? Surely that that might be better for the economy. Joanne, I think it's government's intention to ratify it. Otherwise, they wouldn't have signed the protocol in the first place. Mm. I just think, you know, to ratify and implement those types of protocols are very complex. They're not simple. They require legislative changes, policy changes, lots of implementation at government level. I don't think it's something that can be done overnight. Um, and, and South Africa is not the only country in the world that hasn't ratified it yet, despite signing it. So, you know, it's a, it's a complex thing. I think the, 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 the statement simplifies it somewhat um, unfairly to government. Um, perhaps what what ought to do is to uh, put their heads together together with all the other tobacco manufacturers both Johan, are you still with us? Have we lost you? I'm still here. Oh, Hello. great. Yes, Hello. yes. Please continue. You were saying, uh, you know, that government should put its heads together with other stakeholders in the industry. Actually, no. I think instead of BAT criticizing government now at this point where government uh, pretty busy with other things, Perhaps they should organize together with the local manufacturers into a single voice, approach government not by way of, of press statements, but um, officially go sit around the table and, and, and determine what's best for the industry and government as a whole. How, how much is BAT even worth on the stock exchange, Johan? Oh, they're massive. They, they're in the top five. They, they, look, they're duly listed. So they're listed on the stock exchange. Stock exchanges in the United Kingdom and in South Africa, and to, uh, to an extent in, in um, the US, it's over a trillion rand. So their market cap, market capital, exceeds the revenue take of government. So they they're in that sense richer than our government. They're they're, they're a big it's a big company. Yeah, the uh, yeah. is massive. Mm. Thank you. Thank you very much for explaining all of that to us. Uh, Johan van Lochrenberg, former SARS executive and author of Tobacco Wars. It really is a good read. I mean, I, I read it uh, a while ago. Um, and, and you've got to have the patience to be able to digest all of that information. But it gives you a really comprehensive picture of all of the, uh, all of the workings of, of this, uh, <laughs> this, this trade that is often illicit uh, in, in, in the way it is carried out. Uh, so I recommend that you actually get a hold of a copy of that and have a good read, especially if you're interested in what has happened in terms of the illicit cigarette trade during this lockdown.